hello, hello, hello. Welcome to any new listeners and welcome back to returning listeners. I'm Christina Royster, the host of the Young Black and Opinionated podcast. Before I go any further, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. Hit that subscribe button and also make sure you leave me a five star rating if you like what you hear and a review. Today's episode might be kind of short. I know I say that every week and then I end up going longer than expected. But no, this week I honestly don't have a lot on my list to cover, but you never know. We'll see. So stay tuned. All right. First, I want to start with put y'all on as usual. And I just want to say happy holidays. I am recording on December 17th and we are winding down. I celebrate Christmas, but whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or maybe you don't care at all, I still want to say happy holidays because this is really just a joyous season. I personally love winter and Christmas. I mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I prefer to be cold rather than hot. Like I would rather freeze my ass off than like sweat. It's just sweating is just so uncomfortable, but that's not what we're talking about today. I bring up the holidays because I attended a virtual holiday party today and that consisted of a cheese tasting over Zoom. So that was really interesting. We all went out and bought the cheese at Whole Foods and I'll tell you the name of the cheese in a second. But um, it was pretty cool. Just, you never really think about like how many types of cheeses there are and hopefully I can do this with like other foods too because I just think it's really cool. Like there's so many different types of chocolate and so many different nuances. If there's a chocolate tasting class, please sign me up because I would love to do that. Um, but yeah, the, ch- the two cheeses that I tried were a cheddar and the other one. Hold on, let me pull up the names real quick. The other one, I didn't really get the name. I just know the brand name. And I didn't realize how expensive cheese was either. This one block of cheese is like $11. And the guy at Whole Foods was like, oh, we have a sale going on so you can get it for half off. I was like, I better. I'm not paying $11 for some cheese. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Here is the message that I have with the cheese names. One was a Pleasant Ridge Reserve from Uplands. And the other was a Cabot Clothbound Cheddar from Jasper Hill. So if you would like to try these cheeses, go right ahead. I am a cheese person, so I could just eat a whole. I literally used to eat like little cubes of cheese when I was a kid. So that's what type of time I'm on. That is my put y'all on, virtual cheese tasting. Um, There was something else I wanted to mention, but I forgot. I'm sure it'll come to me. Um, But yeah, let's get into the pop culture news for this week. So here's just a little fun fact for you guys in the world of pop culture news. Sesame Street has announced new Muppets, and they are Rohingyan, Rohingya? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Rohingyan refugees. Their names are Noor and Aziz. They are twin six-year-old refugees. And they are brown skin. And it's just so nice and refreshing to see. Like, Sesame Street has always been ahead of the curve as far as relaying adult topics in an age-appropriate way. That's why this show has been on for, what, 40, 50 years? It's just amazing. It's phenomenal. And we always, you know, see black representation. Of course, we want that. We want Latinx representation, but to see brown skin uh, Muppets, I don't know. It's just so nice and refreshing. And um, 
I was just going to say, like, I don't really remember watching Sesame Street exactly, but I definitely watched Elmo's World, and that's just a part of my childhood. And so having somebody that looks like you on TV just really matters. And these refugees, they could really use some uplifting right now. So shout out to Sesame Street because I think this is a job well done. Just recently they had Issa Rae on an episode. I personally didn't watch it. I hope I'm not watching Sesame Street at the age of 25. But if you do, I don't care. I don't judge. But yeah, Issa Rae was on an episode recently and they had a little black female Muppet acting as her daughter, I think. And that was just so cute. Like, Ugh, these Muppets are so stinking cute. I cannot. Anywho, if you like Sesame Street or if you just like BIPOC representation, check out Noor and Aziz, the newest Muppets. Speaking of representation, I saw this on social media and this was really interesting. A 13-year-old black boy has become the first Maryland native to win the Junior Bull Riding Championship. So obviously we do not see a lot of black people in bull riding, let alone people from Maryland. It's normally people from the South or the West. And even his dad was like, yeah, whenever we go to competitions, people are like, oh, we're surprised to hear you're from Maryland. And it turns out that this kid is actually a fifth generation cowboy. His mom's side has a lot of uh, cowboys. So wow. Congratulations to Nick Jackson is his name. Um, he took home the, I think, the World Junior Bull Riding Championship, and his dad is uh, sitting next to him in the interview. It's really nice to see. Um, unfortunately, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, you don't see a lot of two-parent households in the black community, so for this kid to be in an unconventional sport, his parents by his side, um, that's really dope to see. So congratulations, Nick. I need to just... This is what I've said before. Black people are just amazing at anything we do. And, you know, while we're on the topic of sports, let's talk about how the MLB just recognized the Negro League this week. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's just, it's outrageous. It's like we already knew that black people were popping and, like, you guys took 60-some years for us to finally be recognized. If you hadn't heard this story Basically, the MLB has recognized the Negro League as a major league and counts. They're going to start counting the Negro League's statistics and records um, into the game's history. Uh, First of all, I didn't know that wasn't happening already. I'm shocked, but not surprised. Well, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm disappointed, but not surprised is what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to why it was never included. But anywho, um, I mean, now now that they're crunching the numbers, it looks like some of these Negro League players beat out your favorite baseball players in the Major League Baseball League. And that's what they didn't want you to know. That's what they didn't want you to see. That's why they didn't include the Negro League into these statistics. So it's very interesting to see. Um, 2020 has just been the year of reckoning. I guess that's why they were like, okay, we can finally include the black people now. <laughs> Now, on the other hand, some bad things going on at Pinterest. Let's talk about this. I hope you guys are familiar with Pinterest. I've been using Pinterest for years. It's basically another social networking platform, but it's really targeted towards, um, I don't really know who the target market is for Pinterest now that I think about it. I go on there to find a lot of DIY crafts and recipes, and that's pretty much 
what a lot of other people use it for too. And so Pinterest has been praised in the tech industry for all of the, the work that they're doing as far as AI and making sure that they are matching people's skin tones correctly and representation and all this stuff. So on the outside, you're like, okay, Pinterest, y'all are doing a good job. On the inside, their company culture is trash. I'm going to just read you a headline. Blatant racism in practice. For Pinterest whistleblowers, COO settlement is a slap in the face. So I'm actually reading this article from Fast Company, and here's what they have to say. Critics say that Pinterest's $22.5 million settlement with its former COO highlights the company's inequitable treatment of the black women who first alerted the world to Pinterest's discrimination problems. So the long story short is two black women were the first ones to speak up and say that they experienced racial and gender discrimination at Pinterest. Two months later, this white woman said that she was, um, you know, inspired by them and that caused her to speak up. Well, I don't think the black women got shit. I don't think so. Oh, no, here it goes. Ozoma and Banks, those are the two black women's last names, received less than one year's worth of severance when they settled with Pinterest. But then the white woman settled with Pinterest and she got $22.5 million, which apparently is one of the largest public individual settlements for gender discrimination in history. Eight figures. So yeah, Pinterest is all messed up on the inside. And this just brings me back to, you know, I talked about on a couple episodes ago, the problems with tech and these social media networks in general. Am I going to cancel Pinterest because of this? It's not likely. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but it's just like, we all know that Facebook has issues. Mark Zuckerberg is like the closest thing to the devil we can get besides Trump. I'm sorry to say. And so, but it's like, what are you going to do without Facebook? What are you going to do without Twitter? Jack Dorsey's no saint. The guy that runs Twitter. Well, I will say he's a little bit better, but you know, it's not like you're going to completely cancel Facebook or maybe you can. Maybe I could, to be honest. I'm not on there that much. But it's just so ingrained in our lives. That's like me saying, you know what? Uh, Apple has some bad values, and I'm going to ditch Apple. Who am I kidding, right? So if you want to cancel Pinterest, by all means, I support you. But I just don't know if I'll be able to right now. I mean, I should stand in solidarity with my sisters. This is a slap in the face to black women. I just can't believe it. Um, and then someone tweeted, you know, for those of you who ask about white privilege, here's an example. It's so true. So just keep that in mind. If you're going to be browsing Pinterest, if you are the woman who, uh, who had this gender discrimination at Pinterest, she was only there for two years. She was the COO though. So just food for thought. I know I don't normally talk about corruption in tech, but this shit, when I saw that headline, I was very disgusted because black women just getting stepped on as usual. But let's talk about something else, shall we? Let's talk about what I've been listening to. I have been listening to Jack Harlow. I'm surprised. You may have seen this on my Instagram. I was driving and I said, you know what? This Jack Harlow is not too bad. So I mentioned Jack Harlow before. He is a 22-year-old rapper from Louisville, Kentucky, I believe. Yep, that's right. Oh no, Shelbyville, Kentucky. 
but still Kentucky. He's 22 years old. He's white. And I bring that up because normally I'm skeptical of white people in hip hop. I'm sorry to say, but I mean, obviously Eminem paved the way. So who am I to judge? But I want to see that you have chops because at the end of the day, black people invented hip hop. We did this shit. And if you love it so much, I want to see if you can hang with the big dogs. And Jack Harlow, he had that little what's poppin' song. That was real cute. That was nice. But I wanted to see what else he could bring to the table. And I have to tell you, this album, it's called That's What They All Say. I actually really like it. I was pleasantly surprised. He has features from Lil Baby, Big Sean, uh, Chris Brown, Adam Levine. That was a good song. That was an interesting feature. Um, yeah, just, and, and even... Sometimes I gauge it like if I only like you when you have features, that's a problem to me. That to me means I can't even listen to you on your own. But I actually liked it a lot of the songs that he did on his own. So shout out to Jack Harlow. He's doing his thing, making a name for himself. He also just got a uh, Papa John's partnership. What's up with all these damn food partnerships? <laughs> McDonald's, we saw the Travis Scott meal, the Bad Bunny meal. Now McDonald's is doing... Uh, Christmas meals, I guess. So they have meals based off of Elf, The Grinch, Scrooge, Rudolph. And what does Rudolph eat from McDonald's? I don't even know, but you can go check it out because those meals will be offered uh, all December long, I think. But yeah, his Jack Harlow's Papa John's partnership is a double cheeseburger papadilla. And y'all know I'm on this diet, but these papadillas have been looking good on this commercials. <laughs> Like, I just want a papadilla. I don't know if I want a double cheeseburger one. My dad used to order, like, Philly cheesesteak pizza from Papa John's and Domino's. That's just too much. My boyfriend, I know you're listening. Josh loves him a meat lover's pizza. I do, too, but sometimes you just can't go wrong with the plain cheese. Am I right? Speaking of food, weight loss, let's get into this Lizzo topic, shall we? So, if you follow the YBO podcast on Instagram, you probably saw me post about Lizzo and I said it costs $0 to mind your own business. And the reason I said that is because I saw Lizzo trending for her weight again, basically. We all know Lizzo is fat. Lizzo is plus size. And she loves herself. So if somebody loves themselves, why the fuck do we think that we can give our opinion? Anywho, what I wanted to say about it was Lizzo, since the beginning of the pandemic, Lizzo has been working out at home, trying to change her eating habits. And it's just funny to me, like, when somebody is fat, y'all have something to say. When somebody is dieting too much, y'all have something to say. I'm confused. Do you not want the girl to be healthy? Do you not want her to thrive? Like, what? what's the problem? And a, a lot of people were saying the problem is she was doing a juice cleanse. And that's not healthy. You're not getting any protein. You're showing um, uh, anorexic culture, whatever, whatever. What I said on that post on Instagram was, nobody batted an eyelash when Beyonce did her crazy Coachella diet. She went on the homecoming documentary and said, I am hungry. That's a problem. If you're hungry, you need to eat, not starve yourself to lose baby weight. Sorry, Beyonce, love you. But it's funny to me how Beyonce can do it, but Lizzo can't. And I feel strongly about this topic because I am a plus size woman. Some people might not know looking at me that I am over 200 pounds. I am a size 14. I've, I've gotten up to a size 16. 
And I mean, my whole life I've been curvy. My whole life I've been thick. I don't, I don't know if people will consider me fat, but sometimes I look at myself and I do think I'm fat. That's just some body issues I'm working out. I'm 25 and women, I feel like we never let it go. I'm always have body issues, but I just felt strongly about this because I was like, damn, if y'all out here judging Lizzo for going on a juice diet, y'all don't want to know some of the stuff I've done. So just be kind to one another and just lay off the girl. Like she, the thing is going into this celebrity sphere, she probably knew that she was going to get a lot of hate for being fat. And I'm glad that she has tough skin. You have to have tough skin to be in this industry because everybody has something to say. That's why I'm scared to ever blow up or be famous because I've seen the damn, what's that thing called? Hollywood reporter, whatever that newspaper that you see at the, um, the checkout counter at the grocery store. And it'd be like, Kirstie Allen's gained 15 pounds look at her cottage cheese legs and I've always looked at those like damn I would be crying if I was Kirstie Allen (laughs) Kirstie Allen been on how many what was that thing Jenny Craig she was on Jenny Craig about three four times I don't know what she looked like now but I would not want to do my weight loss journey publicly and I know that's kind of ironic now that I'm vlogging my weight loss journey but I just keep it real I'm like look y'all I had McDonald's this week. What? What y'all gonna do? Nothing. Like, that's the thing. Our bodies, and Lizzo made an awesome post. She was like, you know what? Your body is doing the best it can. You need to be grateful for your body. Just love your body. And that's so true. Like, what a blessing it is for me to even have breath or to even be able to go to the gym or not if I so choose. That's my prerogative. And as we go into the new year, I know a lot of people are gonna start having some health goals as well. Just keep your health first and foremost because the scale, even though I'm on Weight Watchers, the scale's not exactly saying what I wanted to say. Well, actually, my last weigh-in, if I'm calculating this correct correctly, if my scale is correct, then I've lost 10 pounds in 10 weeks. But even without the scale, I just feel like I look better, I feel better, I'm making better choices. I do miss Wingstop. I haven't had Wingstop in like two, three months. <laughs> I miss Wingstop. But I got to say, um, definitely just keep your health in mind. And your health is not just your weight, by the way. It's your mental health, your sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? I know it's winter, it's getting dark, everybody's sad. Please take care of yourself. That's all I ask. If nothing, if you don't get anything else from this podcast, that's all I ask. That'll do it for this episode of Young Black and Opinionated. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show wherever you are listening, rate and review. And also, I am going to be doing a Q&A next week. So since it's a holiday week, I'm just going to do something fun and answer your questions. Make sure you send me your questions on social media. My Instagram and Twitter is Miss Chris D M I S S C H R I S D E E. And you can also DM the podcast at the YBO podcast. Ask me anything, career, weight loss, relationships. I've been getting some good questions already from a listener, Kate. Thank you, Kate. So make sure you guys submit your questions and I'll have a nice little fun, relaxing Q&A episode next week. And also, can you guys send me some nice, cheesy Hallmark holiday movie recommendations? I've been kind of getting into it. Like, that's my vibe right now. I watched Holiday Rush on Netflix and I watched the holiday calendar on Netflix. Those are two cute little uh, 
uh, made-for-TV movies. They're so corny, but they're so good. All right, guys. uh, See ya.